Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business news podcast from Business in Vancouver newspaper and BIV.com. I'm Tyler Orton. On today's show, we're speaking to Ragwa Gopal. He is the new CEO of Innovate BC. It is the provincial crown agency that's charged with facilitating development of the tech sector. He's new on the job. I spoke to him just as he took it back in January, and right in front of him was the BC Tech Summit. So he had a lot of catching up to do. And it's actually kind of interesting to delve into his own history in BC's tech sector. He launched the very first tech company 40 years ago in Kelowna, where there really wasn't any sort of tech ecosystem. So it's a fascinating conversation that is coming up with Ragwa. But before we get there, I want to talk talk to you about an upcoming event with BIV that is talking ride sharing with Lyft. We're going to have a Lyft executive join us along with other people in industry We're going to be discussing, I guess, some of the hurdles that still remain for British Columbia as we get ride hailing on the roads here. Go to BIV.com slash events. Now let's go ahead and speak to Ragwa Gopal. Now, just prior to taking his new job here in Vancouver, our guest today was the former head of Accelerate Okanagan. It's a business industry association and tech accelerator based in Kelowna. But he moved from Kelowna out to Vancouver this year to lead Innovate BC, the crown agency charged with facilitating development of the province's technology economy. With us today, it's Ragwa Gopal. He is CEO of Innovate BC. Ragwa, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, Dalla. I'm very happy to be here. First time you and I spoke, uh, this is right when he took the job, and just mere weeks ahead of you, you were looking at the BC Tech Summit. That is the largest technology conference in Western Canada. A few months later, okay, you feel like you've caught your breath at this point. You can really get going into the job, the day-to-day of it all? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, uh, BC Tech Summit was sort of the largest uh, endeavor that BC Innovate BC you know, takes. So it's over now. Uh, got a couple months now to look at uh, what's going in the organization and getting settled in with the with the amazing team that I have. So, if you're taking kind of maybe an, a god's eye view of things, what do you think the mandate is of your agency, and maybe where you can lend your own expertise, you know, as the new leader? So, the current mandate uh, of Innovate BC is to connect uh, BC innovators to funding resources and support, which uh, is really good. Uh, I think it's a pretty you know, basic stuff that we've been doing over the last 10 or 11 years. Uh, we want to continue to enhance on that. But I think going forward, I look at some great opportunities. Uh, government's mandate uh, is to look at um, how can we scale companies up. Uh, companies, uh, as you probably know, uh, British Columbia and Canada is known uh, around the world as the startup capital of the world. So we do very, very well in the early stage. But you're going to say, but in just a second here. So go, go on. Yeah. So, but on the uh, on the scale up side, uh, we don't even make it uh, in the top hundred. Yeah. So there's, you know, we could look at it as as a challenge, but I look at that as an opportunity. So there's uh, opportunity over there to create programs, uh, create, uh, find the right kind of resources to help companies scale up. How much of it, though, is maybe a cultural thing about Canadians, though? There's this, you know, big, I I guess, sort of stereotype that maybe we're a little bit more risk-averse than our friends to the south, though. Is that something that's going to be difficult for us to kind of wrap our heads around and try to change the way that we view our own companies as we try to scale up? That is definitely, uh, I think, a huge problem uh, when we get to a certain size where we probably are not the 
don't have the same mindset or culture as uh, down south where they just want to grow it to a billion dollars or two billion or 80 billion dollars. Uh, what we generally find here in Canada is once we get to, you know, uh, evaluation of you know, 30, 50, or 100 million dollars, you know, we're starting to look at how can we exit and do something else. So that would be really difficult to change, I think. But over time, as, as, uh, as we have some role models, if we have, uh, you know, 10, 12, 15 of these anchor companies grow here, grow the valuation to 100 billion dollars as an example, people will get the confidence and they will stay here. What I find the challenge right now is taking a company that say doing, you know, million to two million dollars in in annual recurring sales have five or ten people, and they kind of stay in that uh, in that line for for many many years. And if we can take those companies that are doing two million dollars in sales today, and give them provide them the right kind of resources and mentorship to get them to ten million dollars, and then get them to twenty million dollars, you know, and valuation goes to hundred over hundred million dollars, I think that's where the big win is. Uh, we've tried, we've, you know, in Kelowna, um, over the last five years, we were piloting a program in, in that similar way, just looking at, you know, is there, does, can this work? And we've, we've been very, very successful. We've taken about 15 companies that probably would have never gone to, you know, 50 to 100 employees, you know, running $10 million US in annual recurring revenues, uh, but they have just through the programs that we've piloted. So I'm very, very optimistic that if we try this uh, similar kind of approach to, uh, to province-wide, I think we'll see some great results. So maybe we get into the granular just a little bit, but what would be an example of a program and what would a program entail in order to do that sort of thing? It's a, it's a multifaceted approach. Um, you know, if I compare it to a program that you would uh, uh, use with a very early stage, idea stage program, which would be, you know, very one-on-one mentorship, uh, connect them to some angel funding uh, would be sort of the the gist of the program. On the scale-up, it's a very different model where you need to have a team of mentors with different kind of resources. So somebody that is really good at operational excellence, somebody that's really good at sales and marketing, somebody that's really good at HR, so as they hire to help them through that process. And then uh, you need to have resources to connect them to market, not just locally, but overseas as well. So making sure that we open those doors very, very quickly and easily for these companies to be able to market their products outside of uh, British Columbia and Canada. So that's sort of the gist in a, in a summary version of the program, but it's much more to that. I'm thinking, though, we are having some success stories here in British Columbia. Uh, I think it was last year that Avigilon had that big, big exit. And from that, you have, you know, say a big American company take it over, but then you have the opportunity to have a lot of uh, experienced executives kind of go and put their expertise back into this particular market here. How important is maybe the mentorship aspect of getting more of these experienced workers into the workforce and being able to help these other early stage companies rev up? It's, it's hugely important in, in two ways. First of all, I mean, they've uh, been through the trenches, so they really understand uh, what to do and most uh, importantly, what not to do to to guide this uh, new uh, entrepreneurs to, you know, on a fast uh, in where they need to go. So that's very important. But the second part is, I mean, uh, having them as a sort of a role model as well, I mean, gives uh, provides a lot of confidence for uh, people that are just getting into this space. I had an interesting conversation with Jill Tipping, of course, the head of the BC Tech Association. And she's saying like, look, it's not actually a great thing if all an early stage company 
does is succeed, 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 because then they hit like a certain ceiling and they can't figure out why things are no longer going well. How important is maybe failure, like learning from mistakes and figuring out what's best, you know, maybe the second time you give it a shot? Well, again, it goes back to culture. Um, if I, I spend a little bit of time uh, in Silicon Valley and over there, if you had failed five times and you're studying something the sixth time, you were looked upon in a very positive way. So people, you know, even VCs and funders will look and say, well, he's failed five times, so he probably knows a lot of things not to do. Sure. Um, if, if you fail twice uh, here in Canada, you are pretty shy about even bringing it up. So, so that's a culture issue. But you are right. I think, uh, I think failure uh, does uh, uh, give you a lot of uh, uh, knowledge of you know, things that, uh, that doesn't work, things that you probably will never try again. So, uh, so it gives you a, a lot more experience. The only thing, the caveat that I would say with that is, is uh, we want to try and fail fast. So if, if, if an idea is not going to work, uh, you know, don't uh, spend two years of your life trying to, trying to make it work uh, you know, in six, three to six months. No, verify, validate. If it doesn't work, move on to something else and don't be shy about it. So do you think your background or the accelerator kind of gave you some insight into that? That's where you can kind of look at the companies at a very early stage and figure out what's working, what's not, and whether, you know, it's time to fail fast. Absolutely. I mean, there's, um, you know, you can't really uh, assess the market yourself. So, you know, market dictates if your idea is really uh, going to fly or not. Uh, no mentor can probably, you know, uh, with a crystal ball say that this idea is going to be a billion dollar idea. But there are different methodologies where you can do some market validation very, very quickly and, and decide if it's going to work or not. So yeah, uh, you know, having mentored over 250, uh, you know, early stage company startups uh, has given me a pretty good idea of what works and what doesn't. So who's coming over to Innovate BC? Is it a mix of companies of various sizes? Is it typically early stage? And you mentioned the the scale up uh, portion there, that's going to be companies of different sizes. But who do you think is typically coming over to you guys and or who are you helping facilitate a lot of their development? So we have a BCAN, uh, BC Acceleration Network uh, partnership uh, with uh, 12 agencies around the province. And most of them at this point are uh, working and helping with the very early stage companies. So that's where uh, our expertise is, uh, that's where our mandate is, and that's where most of our resources are being used today. But as we speak right now, we're working on a, on a different uh, expanded mandate with the province, with the Ministry of Jobs, Trade and Technology to see if we can uh, you know, find some more money and uh, try and uh, pilot this uh, scale-up program to help companies, like I said, that are you know, doing between $1 and $5 million in, uh, in, in gross sales today and take them to uh, between 10 and $50 million. I'll, I'll give you a bit of a scoop. I, I hear the BC Tech Association is looking for some more money as well. Is it a bit of a competition among these different organizations? Who can help the you know ecosystem the, the best right now? Uh, it's not a competition. I think I look at that as a, as a collaboration because, I mean, they're doing some fantastic work. Uh, uh, our network is doing some amazing work as well. So together, I think uh, one and one can become three as opposed to uh, individually, you know, one and one equals two. So it's more about collaboration. And, um, you know, our agencies are working, you know, very well, very closely together. So we're trying to uh, leverage on the strengths of uh, the two uh, different uh, organizations to help uh, uh, and at the end of the day, which is the entrepreneurs in the, in, in the province. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a longtime resident of Kelowna. Uh, what was it that convinced you to come, uh, I guess, seaside, uh, th this way of the province? Yeah, I've been in Kelowna for 40 years. Uh, you know, I started the very first tech company in Kelowna 40 years ago. So there was no, wow. no technologies. Uh, Co-founded uh, with, uh, with another uh, partner of mine. 
Um, and over the last 40 years, uh, you know, I tried to help build a little bit of a tech ecosystem in Kelowna. And over the last five years, we've had some great success uh, today. Um, there's over 700 companies, about almost 12,500 workers in that space uh, with an economic impact of about $1.7 billion. So it's it's really flourished. And um, and we're in a... Kelowna Okanagan is, you know, is in a good, great trajectory. So uh, for me, it was like, you know, I think I've taken it to a certain point. Uh, I don't need to be you know, too much involved over there. And the opportunity with Innovate BC came up and I looked at it and I said, you know, this is a, a great time in my life. And I think a pretty interesting time for the province. I looked at all the opportunities, what can be done uh, was why I you know, decided to uh, to look at this opportunity. So I think of Kelowna, Okanagan right now, it's a burgeoning tech scene, but I'm fascinated what it was like 40 years ago when, as you said, there wasn't really a tech scene. What was that atmosphere like? What made you kind of jump out there and say, hey, I, I want to actually do this in this particular location? Yeah, for me, uh, and I just happened to uh, land in Kelowna because my brother was there. The co-founder was actually born, raised, uh, educated in Kelowna, went away because there was no uh, no employment for him. Uh, he was a chartered general uh, CGA, uh, CPA accountant. Then he came back to Kelowna after you know being in Toronto and Vancouver, and we just happened to uh, to uh, meet um, just by chance. Um, I had the uh, software engineering background. He was the sales marketing uh, accounting background. And we said, oh, this is a great idea. Let's start something. So it was pretty lonely with two folks. Uh, initially, uh, we grew that business to, uh, over, you know, a hundred, few hundred people. And um, and right from the very start, we had a huge, uh, huge problem uh, hiring people. Mm. So Okanagan College, um, you know, they had some programs. They were putting out uh, uh, some folks that we hired initially. But to grow the business, uh, we found the barrier was uh, we had to hire people from Vancouver or Toronto. And most of the time, um, you know, we advertise and we had some great resumes. We uh, look at it. We shortlist the the folks. We fly them to uh, Kelowna to show them what beautiful city it was. And they would be all very excited. But when they went back home... Um, we'd get a basically a rejection from them saying, you know, it's, we, we love the company, we love you guys, we love that place, but uh, no, it's not something that we want to move to. And we, after a number of those, we figured it out that it was there was no ecosystem. Hmm. What they were thinking is, if I'm going to get to Kelowna, and if something doesn't work out with my company, then they basically have to move again. That kind of gave me this idea that I need to it's okay for us to be located in a beautiful place where you know great lifestyle but i need to build an ecosystem where you know other companies like-minded companies are there so it makes it easier to uh, to attract people that was something that was planted in my head you know 35 years ago and i've been working pretty diligently over the last 35 years to build that ecosystem and very happy to to leave uh, like I say, in in the last three months, uh, with almost uh, seven hundred companies uh, and twelve thousand five hundred workers, there. So that problem is no longer there, but uh, we still continue to grow. So obviously, you wish uh, more people were paying attention to Kelowna, say forty years ago. Um, a lot of people kind of think of Vancouver as maybe the epicenter of the tech sector for BC, which uh, obviously we're the largest city. There, there's more tech companies here than any other city, but. Where should we be looking at right now? What should we be paying attention to? Because obviously you have a provincial mandate here. It's not just about tech in Vancouver. 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, tech in Vancouver, just because the location and, and the beauty of the city will continue to uh, attract uh, more people, more companies, more money, which is fantastic. But uh, I think there's lots more happening in the region. So our mandate is all of British Columbia. And one of the government's mandate is to uh, to expand and look at the region. So one of the things that we're looking at, one of the objectives is to uh, look at what's happening in the different regions, like, like Hemloops. I mean, there's a lot of things happening in the uh, uh, emergency management, you know, fire management uh, type of stuff. There's a lot of technologies being built around that area. So one of our goals is to take a region, sort of look at what, naturally is happening in the region and basically grow it into a large cluster. You know, Kamloops has uh, the emergency side. Uh, Prince George has uh, a lot going on the natural resources side. So if we can fuel that and create that into a, a sort of a regional cluster specializing in something, and then it just kind of expand from there. So Trail has something really nice going on, and I'm more with, uh, with some gaming and AR and VR. So over the next uh, two or three years, you'll actually see a huge expansion in those regions, you know, creating these kind of clusters. So we we're actually having this discussion amongst the editorial team last week, and, and we're kind of figuring out like where Vancouver is accelerating, like calling maybe a certain subsector its own. You, you point to, say, Montreal. They're leading the way in Canada with artificial intelligence. Not to say that Vancouver isn't making great strides there. Maybe Toronto has fintech. Is there anything that maybe BC is pulling away from the rest of the pack? Is it is it clean tech? Is it virtual reality? Where do you think that there's a lot of growth opportunities here in BC that we should be paying attention to? There's a number of them. I think I know three or four that comes to mind right away. Clean tech. If you look at clean tech, if you look at the top hundred companies in the world in clean tech. I think Vancouver's got definitely seven of those top. So so def- definitely, I mean, we, we're leading the world in that particular space. It's not known out there, but that is definitely a fact. And I think the last time I, I talked to or looked at, I think there's actually 10 or 11 companies that would be in the top 100 in the world in clean tech. So there's something there. I think we can really capitalize on that and help grow that particular space. AR and VR, I mean, we've uh, in Vancouver, it's been a pretty strong uh, uh, capabilities here for a long time. So that's definitely something that we can continue to enhance and attract more in that space. But on the artificial intelligence side, side, uh, Vancouver has the 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 most skilled people in that particular space. If you look at uh, research at researchers at Simon Fraser and and uh, UBC, I think we've got world class uh, folks with skill set in in that space. So I think that's an area that we definitely can can own. So those are a few that I that comes to mind right away. So if we take it full circle as we wrap up our conversation here, let's say somebody is, they've got a great idea. They're based in, say, Prince George. You've been through it all starting in like an ecosystem like Kelowna. What advice do you have for somebody who's starting in maybe a smaller city that is maybe more resource-based than it is technology-based at this very moment? Yeah, so we uh, we help companies in every sector. So it doesn't have to be technology. It could be in resource. It could be natural resources, agriculture, clean tech, whatever it could. Sorry, whatever it is, uh, we're happy to help. Um, the the advice that I would give is don't kind of sit in your basement and try and do it all yourself. There's a lot of resources out there, places and people that will help you. So connect with Innovate BC. That would be the sort of the very first way. And then and then we have, like I say, agencies all around that we can definitely guide of where the best help would be. And we'll definitely help those companies. So it doesn't have to be tech. It could be in any sector. We're very happy to help. Excellent. Raga, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
That's Raga Gopal. He is CEO of Innovate BC, and that's it for the show today. We'll be back on Monday, but for now, you can hear our archives on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Share with your friends and help us reach more people. For now, I'm Tyler Orton. Thanks for listening. <laughs>